According to Dr. Robert Fultz at the Chicago School of Professional Psychology, the number of American kids receiving medications for behavioral issues rose 56%, and that's just between 2008 and 2015. Today, 8 million American kids will be on some kind of prescription medication for the treatment of behavioral or mental illness by the time they reach adulthood. Are American teens and young adults really that mentally ill compared to the rest of the world? Or could it be that we've needlessly medicated our kids for problems and behaviors that are largely caused by growing up in today's toxic American culture? Well, let's find out today on Licensed to Parent. Hello, and thanks for joining us today on Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program helping teens in crisis and their families. I'm Rich Rosel. Our host is the founder and director of Shepherds Hill, Trace Embry. Now, I, I'm pretty sure I know your take on a lot of this because we talk about it so often while offering a biblical perspective. We, we hope also we offer wise protocol to help mitigate some of these problems. So, Without putting words in your mouth, I'm guessing you would say that our culture itself is the cause of most of these problems. And if that's the case, why do you think so many parents, including Christian parents, aren't getting it? They seem really to marginalize the evidence that's right in front of them, and Mm -hmm. too often they even ignore the biblical guidance that we're offering that could really give them a solution. Let me first say, I don't know the personal worldview of Dr. Fultz, uh, but to my knowledge, the Chicago School of Professional Psychology, where he works, is not a Christian institution. No. But I, I was in the room with Dr. Fultz when he talked about the studies that show that a, a safe place uh, in and of itself will positively affect the emotional health and behavior in children or adults for that matter. He was talking about living environments free of routine, clear, and present danger and undue stress. That's what he was talking about, those living environments, whether it be uh, moral, physical, emotional, or, or psychological stress. And Shepherd's Hill Academy actually is one of those safe places. Now, we know that when you, when you surround kids with consistent truth, love, and wise and moral guidelines— from responsible adults who exemplify godly character, and I'm talking that safe place that Dr. Fultz is talking about, that healing and healthy emotions uh, begin to return to kids who've Mm -hmm. been previously uh, rebellious, behaviorally or defiant, and and or diagnosed with any number of emotional and psychological disorders. But here's the more interesting thing. We've noticed that this healing is accelerated even faster when you expose, confront, and unravel all the culturally induced moving parts that actually contributed to the so-called disorders in the first place. And I'm talking the, the scientific diagnoses from the mental health industry, the unwarranted meds, tech abuse, media lies, distorted worldviews, false premises, sexual perversions, violent video games, unwarranted peer pressure, TV shows, movies, and music that promote a matrix of lies and perversions of reality and morality, just to name a few. Everything I've just mentioned is how and why 70% of kids coming to Shepherd's Hill Academy on boatloads of medications are leaving med-free. How else do you explain this? It's also how and why so many of Shepherd's Hill Academy's graduates are going on to good colleges, careers, and futures when before they arrived, their only future was jail or the grave. They're given hope that there actually might be something out there worth living and dying for. And it's not just for carnal pleasures, okay? Because most of these kids are living for Friday. 
the yeah. weekend. Yeah. Shepherd's Hill Academy is a proving ground for everything we're going to talk about. That godly stimuli is a healing bomb for mental and moral stability, and the kids themselves will tell you that. But our experience at Shepherd's Hill, maybe our culture alone really is a systemic breeding ground for mental illness. Mm. Again, in and of itself, all by itself. In other words, growing up in America can be hazardous to your health, especially your kids' health. And I don't care how financially well-off we think we are. But to answer your question as to why more Christian parents fail to heed our cries for a wiser and more biblical protocol when it comes to their kids' entertainment habits, well, my experience tells me that too often parents' entertainment habits, uh, they're just enmeshed in the same activities, attitudes, appetites, habits, and addictions as their kids. And generally speaking, we become a nation of idolaters addicted to self, amusement, entertainment, and pleasure, whether it's sex, drugs, rock and roll, or whatever. Then there's digital technology, particularly smartphones, a huge idol that helps proliferate all these things exponentially. And we've all been brainwashed to one extent or another to believe that that's just how things are. Horseshoes. Without (laughs) parents realizing it, smartphones have become steroids for our human sin nature. And they're even more dangerous and insidious in the hands of kids. And Silicon Valley knows this. So basically, we've allowed our kids to be amused, entertained, and pleasured into imbecility. And like we've said before, this is like the emperor's new clothes. Yeah. You know, everyone's afraid to talk about it. Everyone's afraid to talk about the obvious. And, oh, and, and real quick, you mentioned something very important here. We as adults have allowed ourselves this same thing. No doubt and about it. And as they say, more is caught than taught when our kids see us doing it. No doubt about it. Congratulations, you've just started the next generational yep. wave. Yep. Well, I'm that little boy, you're that little boy, crying out and saying the emperor has no clothes. Rich, this country needs more people with the guts to say, we need Jesus back in the equation. I think today's guest just might be one of us. Well, I think so as well. Now, prior to today's program, you told me that you had some deep thoughts on this that you wanted to share. And uh, what I know is that that was just the windup. <laughs> yeah, now We've still got the pitch and the hit <laughs> coming up. But uh, no, Trace, I couldn't agree with you more. And let me bring our guest into the program. She's been patiently uh, waiting while while we covered our own preamble here. But uh, this is a lady, Trace, who could probably go head-to-head with you and, and sure. get this message across. Tina Marie Griffin went from bailing hay and milking cows on a dairy farm in Wisconsin to working as an actress in Hollywood. That in itself is a big change yep. uh, culturally and everything else. At the age of 20, though, she uh, headed 2,000 miles west, enrolled at California State University, Los Angeles, to pursue a film and TV broadcasting degree and to start her acting career. She has, since that time, appeared in numerous Hollywood films and many television programs you may recognize, including Jimmy Kimmel Live, The Young and the Restless, 90210, Ally McBeal, Lizzie McGuire, Drake and Josh, and Malcolm in the Middle. So and we won't it, hold that against her. We will not hold that against <laughs> her. For the past 12 years, though, uh, this former actress and pop culture expert has traveled the globe to reveal how pop culture and media, the thing she was so deeply involved in herself, is actually glamorizing harmful behaviors without showing the consequences. And that is of key importance. Also, she talks about how these messages are eroding the foundational development of today's youth. You can hear that she resonates well with what you were just talking about. Tina has an eye-opening message that she shares at school assemblies, parent meetings, colleges, leadership conferences, music festivals, camps, cruise ships, church services, anywhere she's invited to speak. And it's a message that shows how positive media, friends, and good choices lead to a successful life. 
Tina Griffin, by the way, is married to Luke. Together, they have, at least if the picture I saw on the internet holds true, four very energetic kids whom they homeschool, named Jacob, Levi, Eden, and Stella. And Tina, thank you for the wait. You've had the wind-up <laughs> and the pitch. Hit it out of the park. Welcome to License to Parent, Tina. Thank you. It's such a pleasure. And as you were just talking for the last couple of minutes here, I, I think I wrote uh, chapter one to my book. I could not. <laughs> I've been taking notes. I cannot, I'm jumping out of my seat right now. I could not agree with you more. And it is our entertainment industry. And I'm so glad you see what I see. Yeah. Now, you, you heard our introduction to today's program. Do you think that most parents have any clue as to the link between so much of today's routine culture stimuli and their kids' aberrant attitudes, behaviors, and diagnosed disorders. I'm not saying they don't know that there's garbage out there, but do they know that there's a link between that garbage and their kids' attitudes and behaviors? Yeah, I don't think they realize it's as bad as it is. And honestly, when I do a parent event and I don't want to show a clip um, from a video game, I will still show it because it's that graphic and um, parents are... I warn them ahead of time. I say it's going to be graphic. Right. They show beheadings in the video game. It was one of the top games last year uh, rated for kids to get. And I'm talking eight, nine, ten-year-old children where people were beheaded, people uh, bodies were burned, people were thrown out of cars, uh, body parts were used as weapons. You have like, women screaming as they're being murdered in this video game. And you as a gamer points, are the murderer. Probably. Oh, you get, you get points for that. And the crazy thing is, is Friday the 13th, that's what the name of, of, of this one was. I also talk about Grand Theft Auto. But I will just show a three-second clip leading them up to that, telling me it's graphic. And when they see it, parents are like, that's in my kid's bedroom. That's in the video game. And I'm like, it is, and it should be illegal because yeah. there's laws out there to protect our kids from anything that could possibly harm them emotionally, physically. And yet we're promoting murder literally to our kids. So yeah. when they are playing a gaming device, especially a virtual re reality that's out there today, they're, it's training them how to kill. They use this in combat. And so uh, to, to get, uh, you know, our Marines ready for battle, well, that's understandable. Totally different for an eight-year-old kid that's learning how to kill. So when he's bullied in school, he doesn't just pick up a gun and take care of his problem. And that's why we're seeing so many school shootings today. But parents are yeah. aware, they're alert, and then they actually go up there and uh, freak out. And then I tell them, here's what you got to do yep. with the video games. Here's how you read the ratings on the video games. And it um, really helps them get clarity on, okay, I can maintain control in my home again. We're going to do a purge, and we're going through my kid's video game. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, there's different schools of thought on what we should show our kids, but my experience has been until the parents and the kids see some of this stuff in the proper context for what it actually is, uh, the light bulb does not come on. Um, you know, I, I forget if it was... Uh, one of the Civil War generals, it was Sherman as he marched through Atlanta, or maybe it was Lee, I forget. But they said it is good, one of them said, it is good that war be so horrible, lest we become too fond of it. And so I think it's really good that, that uh, our kids, our parents, see a little bit of this stuff so that they know just how horrible it actually is. But how can we do a better job of convincing our, our parents if we don't show them some of this stuff? Uh, that's about it. And a majority of the parents I show, their kids have already seen it and they've been playing it for two or three years. Nice. Or they, that's a TV show series. So it's a matter of just connecting the dots of here's what your kids are currently engaging in. Here's how you get them out of that. And here's the issues that you will see diminish as a result. And here's how to have the right conversations with your kids. Because another complaint I get from parents is 
they or, or their issue is they, they are like, Tina, I want to talk to my kids about this, but I feel like it's a battle. They're going to hate me. I, I want to be a friend and not a parent. Or mm-hmm. how do I uh, keep the communication open so when there is an issue, they come to me first, even though I'm telling them they can't do something that their friend across the street is doing. And I encourage the parents on my website, counterculturemom.com, I have a stellar video gallery that takes the pressure off the parent. They can sit down with their kids, have their teens or even middle school students watch these video clips of celebrities admitting themselves that they shelter their own kids from the entertainment that they make millions of dollars producing. Well, you know where the executives at Silicon Valley send their, their own kids to school, don't you? Yes, I literally just wrote that down. I was reading articles recently where they don't even let their kids use tech gadgets. They go to Waldorf schools. They go to, yeah. there, there's not a computer in the building. They, everything's done with paper and ink. They know what they're doing to our kids. They don't want it happening to theirs. Well, they'll never thrive in the work world, uh, clearly. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. Uh, yep. un- unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I know Sam Brownback and, and Tipper Gore uh, decades ago were really uh, presenting things before uh, committees uh, and trying to get some restrictions on some of this entertainment, and they got their ears slapped back. What do you know about the, uh, the lobbyist groups for the entertainment industry and their effect in keeping this stuff uh, rolling out there so that we, we will get our kids addicted to it and making them more money? Well, I've read a lot of different studies uh, besides lobbyist groups where they make the most dollars by advertising these kind of um, messages for alcohol, drugs, premarital sex, all of it, because the kids then engage in it. Mm-hmm. And then as a result, they're going to Planned Parenthood and they are having abortions, which helps fund the abortion industry. It's a, it's a, or a drug rehab center or getting on medication. All of these companies are networked together on using our young children uh, for income and to become addicted on what's going on. So I, I challenge teens when I speak, who's making money on you if you decide to um, remain abstinent and not have sex before marriage and hence not get a sexually transmitted disease? Who makes money on that? They're like, no one. I said, that's exactly why they don't promote it. Yeah. We're talking today with Tina Marie Griffin, former actress and pop culture expert. Her website is counterculturemom.com and we'll have more of this conversation in just a moment. This is Licensed to Parents. Everywhere we go, we're surrounded by screens. Have we entered into a techno-utopia or a virtual prison? Is our social experience richer and deeper or more shallow and artificial? Discover insightful answers to these questions in the documentary DVD, Captivated, Finding Freedom in a Media Captive Culture. You'll learn from media experts, church leaders, and inspiring individuals and families from across the country, including Trace Embry and students from Shepherds Hill Academy. Most importantly, you'll discover how God's Word addresses the unique media challenges we face today. Captivated, finding freedom in a media captive culture. Available in the store at LicensedToParent.org. Proceeds benefit the Shepherds Hill Academy Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherd's Hill Academy offers a 12-month, Christ-centered, nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. 
Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and licensed to parents to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org. Welcome back. You're listening to Licensed to Parent, and we're having a somewhat uncomfortable conversation with Tina Marie Griffin about the culture, media, and Hollywood and the messages they're teaching our kids. And Tina, we know that wholesome PG-rated films usually make most of the money in Hollywood, but why is it then that Hollywood keeps insisting on turning out so much smut? Well, there's a lot of top celebrities like Jay-Z. He's constantly, um, if you want to go there, I can share what really has piqued the interest of a lot of teens and parents over the last couple of years is Satanism in the industry. Mm-hmm. Many people like him, uh, Beyonce, and a whole host of 100, 200 different celebrities that I've been reading about, um, literally some have admitted that they're demon-possessed. A lot of them mm-hmm. do halftime shows at the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. A lot of them are top of the charts, and they're promoting this message. And when they make the triangle uh, picture, the um, image up on stage at their concert, they are basically saying it's a power power play, that they're at the top of the triangle and they're trying to influence the masses. And all these emblems that are used and uh, demonic goat heads and ram heads on Beyonce on her I Am tour when she travels the country, I tell teens she's basically uh, slapping Christ in the face and making fun of uh, Christians and uh, deceiving the masses through just the name of her tour and not just the raunchy lyrics and how she dresses, but even in what she wears, which is the goat and ram head, which is literally used in Satanism to promote Satanism. And, and she outright says that she knows she's demon-possessed. Uh, and, and, and she's got this alter spiritual ego, uh, Shondal, uh, something. Sasha Fierce. Sasha Fierce, yeah, there you go. Yep, Sasha and, Fierce. And the bottom line is you'll see that same goat head, the same pentagrams, the same uh, uh, type of uh, satanic symbols. In, and, and you've been seeing this for you know, 30, 40 years, longer than that, in, in you know, uh, heavy metal music. It's, it's now morphed over into rap and, and, and hip-hop, and uh, they've, they've taken it to a whole, whole other level, actually. I'm, and, I'm curious, so, cause to, and I really hate to use this phrase now, to play devil's advocate, but... <laughs> Um, but about this, there are a number of entertainers who have been interviewed afterwards, and they say, "Listen, it's all a show. We, you know, we don't really believe for any many of this it stuff. is, Rich. For uh, many, it is. Now, the challenge is for the unsuspecting crowds who really get into it and believe it. It's not just a show, and they they eat it up. But uh, what what would you say about that, Tina? I mean, uh, about this, and there are a number of uh, at least self proclaimed Christian entertainers." who are in all sorts of awful videos and films and that sort of thing. What what can we derive from this? What What's really going on here? Yeah, how do you explain guys like Kendrick Lamar, Marty D, Chance the Rapper, and and, and many others who talk fervently about their, their faith in God and, and produce uh, pornography? And I'm not talking virtual pornography. I'm talking actual pornography. I'm uh, Honestly, um, it's not for me to judge if they're a Christian or not, but our actions— 
really speak louder than our words. And so when you have people saying they're Christian, but giving the complete opposite message in pop culture, I would question if they're even saved. But regardless of their intention, regardless if they're saved or not, regardless if a person is promoting a message that could kill us, we still have the choice and we're responsible for what we allow in our heads and in our hearts. Right. And so I just want to encourage parents, no matter who's out there, as a role model for our kids, let's make sure it's a role model that literally is speaking about the Lord and doing media that promotes uh, what the Bible tells us we should be ingesting. Mm-hmm. Um, like Lauren Daigle is a great musician, very talented. Everything that comes out of her mouth, everything she sings, a talent from the Lord, and she's using it for the Lord. Hawk Nelson, Zach Williams, uh, Mercy Me. There's so much positive music where this is what we want our kids to gravitate towards because then we won't have issues of uh, bullying happening or fighting in our homes or um, disagreements with classmates or violence as the answer. And people will want to wait till they're married and steer clear from drugs and be the leader. My nine-year-old son hangs out with other kids in the playground where we go bounce around and do different things with other kids. And he is witnessing to other kids on playgrounds when they're like, oh, we love Beyonce, check out her latest uh, song. And he's like, oh, man, we have to pray for Beyonce because she's demon-possessed. I have a nine-year-old kid that's like a mini-me. And that's what we need, people Uh to follow Ephesians 5.11, exposing the lies, exposing um, the darkness, and revealing God's truth and light. Mm -hmm. You get artists like... uh Miley Cyrus, uh, Christine Aguilera, uh, Britney Spears, uh, uh, Justin Bieber, uh, and now Taylor Swift. They get a following of these young little teeny boppers who memorize all their kind of candy bar lyrics and music. But when you really read it, it's not so candy bar, okay? And then they get this following, and, and then all of a sudden, a few years later, they're making money but they kind of get their marching orders to, okay, let's turn dark. Every one of those people turned dark. And, and now they've got the following to go along with them. Uh, and and, they, and these, these, these little kids that start out listening to these artists at 6, 7, 8, 10 years old are now 15, 16, 20 years old, and they can't turn loose of the, the idols that these artists have, have now morphed into. And uh, so I, I think there's, again, I, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but you know what? Um, you have to think, is, is there an outside influence influencing Hollywood to, to, for the purpose of corrupting our nation or bringing it down from within? In 1960, Nikita Khrushchev, the premier of Russia, slammed his, took off his shoe and slammed it on the podium in a debate with, with then-Vice President Richard Nixon and said, during the midst of the Cold War, we will conquer you from within. We won't have to fire a shot. Well, you know what? I don't have any definitive empirical proof, but it looks to me like mission accomplished. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with every single thing you said, and that's what makes it so frustrating because here you're saying, I would give a, do a show five years ago, these celebrities are amazing. You can totally follow them. Of course, of course, your number one goal is to follow Christ. Right. But if kids want positive options and I give them a positive option, it's so frustrating that two or three years later, you're like, no, what happened? I mean, Britney Spears mm-hmm. uh, was an excellent role model way back in the day and for, when, when I was a kid. Yeah, and Mouseketeer. Mouseketeer, um, just like Christina Aguilera. Totally. Just like Miley Cyrus. Yeah. She was on the red carpet while I lived in L.A., professing her love in the Lord and her uh, Christian belief 
And then three years later, went the complete opposite direction, and it just broke my heart. And the problem is exactly what you said. By that time, millions of young kids, especially girls, followed her. And now how are you supposed to tell them, hey, can you stop tuning into Miley Cyrus because she's completely the opposite direction? Mm -hmm. Like her Wrecking Ball music video getting 19 million hits in less than 24 hours broke my heart because it was only a couple years earlier where she was fully clothed loving the Lord. There is a major agenda. Yeah. Be, again, being a Hollywood insider, did you see that agenda uh, uh, raise its ugly head to where you could say, hey, that was definitely something that was uh, on purpose or you know, there, was, there was intent in that? Oh, all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. I was even a casting intern at Universal Studios for several movies, and it looks glamorous on the outside and a, and a, a great uh, movie being produced. And a lot of times when I work on set, it was a great scene, like 40-year-old virgin. I was on that movie with countless others, but... I did a good scene in that movie. They don't tell you anything else about the movie. You go, you work for a couple of days, you're off set. Then the movie comes out, and I have teens that were emailing me saying, hey, did you see this 40-year-old version? I said, regretfully, yes, and I had no idea what their main intent and mission was for that movie. Thankfully, I was in a positive scene, and every set I would work on, I would bring the Bible to uh, the set. I would have my a keynote with me on the set because I'm constantly updating the, the show. So I would have great conversations. I even invited people, the celebrities to church and they would come. Hmm. So I was letting God use me even while working on set, wearing my abstinence t-shirts, which was great conversation starters with people like abstinence, like no sex, no drugs. I said, yeah, there's virgins that live in Hollywood. I had the best conversations with people witness to the Lord, uh, you know, uh, witness the, the Lord to uh, other people and let them know my faith and my upbringing and awesome. who God is and what he wants for their life. But it was just frustrating when they have, they tell you one thing and you get to set and then you find out what the main intent of the movie is as a whole. Yeah. It's just like you recommend a movie and then there's a five minute scene in there right. where there's a sex scene or a drug scene. But the thing I want to tell parents is, we're, we're going to get, we're going to see things get a lot worse, um, not to be the Debbie Downer here, before Christ comes back because he warned us about this. But the cool thing is, and we can talk about it when you want to squeeze it in, but I definitely want to talk about the different things God has downloaded in my head and I was able to develop over the last two years that have tremendously helped parents know how to navigate through this pop culture chaos. Mm, that's what we need. That's what these parents absolutely need. And regrettably, we're going to have to have that conversation on another day because, my friends, we have run out of time. Our guest today on Licensed mm-hmm. to Parent has been actress and pop culture expert Tina Marie Griffin. You can find out more about her work and connect with her online at counterculturemom.com. I love that name, counterculturemom.com, as well as on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Well, we, we are now committed to having you back as a repeat offender on the <laughs> License to Parent program, which means you would dare to set foot in, in our presence again. Most people shy away from that or flee. But um, <laughs> you're, you're invited back to do that, and we would love to have you on again. Thanks so much for carving time out for us Thank today. You, hey, no worries. I would live down the streets. I can come to your studio daily. That's how passionate I am about the same thing you're passionate about. So let's win back our homes for Christ in 2018 and beyond. Amen. Excellent. Well, that wraps up today's License to Parent broadcast. License to Parent is the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy, and you'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. We produce this program to share some of the hard lessons that come from working with troubled teens day after day. Fortunately for most families, that's not what they face, but our hope is that if your family is up against some of these hard challenges, you might be able to avoid some of the heartache and avoid the need for a residential program in your teen. 
As always, if you and your family are able to help us financially, and we hope you will, please click on the Donate button at the top of the page at LicensedToParent.org and become one of our ministry partners. Your gift could help the work we do at Shepherd's Hill. It help provide scholarship aid to families who need residential care but can't afford it and can help us keep this radio program on the air. Again, just click the Donate button. It's located at the top of the page when you visit LicensedToParent.org. Our guest coordinator on Licensed to Parent is Daniel Fazina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosl, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your Licensed to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.